dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal, straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. Back at it, still at it. You can't make this up podcast. Episode 77? 77. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Playboy. Yes, sir. Man, what type of response did you get from last week's pod? Man, I got a couple of what I call hee hee ha ha's. They're mm. like when the when you run into somebody out and about and they're like, Hey, I saw your uh the post about the pod last week. Y'all was I was surprised to hear that. I was in a barbershop. Speaking of uh barbershops. <laughs> oh, I was I was at a barbershop yesterday and they were talking about that when I walked in. It was like uh, a couple of barbers had heard I guess the the weak dialogue that kind of happened on the on air mm-hmm. with Hot One Hundred Two, and then reverted from that. Checked out the pod. Hey, so, appreciate that. So yeah, so we got a couple people that I knew that I didn't know was listening was listening, and uh, I be the first to tell you that I've been in dad mode for the last year, so I don't even really be getting haircuts like I used to wear <laughs> every Saturday. Now I'm lucky to get in there twice a month, you know. So to be in there and then that be the topic when I walk in, I was like, oh, cool, you know, it was a little podcast talk and all that. But people, people genuinely, I think they received it. You know, they 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 might not act like they did or they got the gist of what's what's going on, but they received it. So. Yeah, yeah, I got some feedback. I got some feedback from the whole situation of no, are they lying. Yeah. <laughs> that infamous they, and uh, I feel it. To <laughs> man, y'all wild. Yeah, like, that's 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 what I talked about. Like that, that is what I meant. Like hee hee ha ha. Like you know what they laughing at. You know what the the ball of wax is, and it's like they just try not to get into it. But yeah. like uh, I, I heard what y'all talking about. Y'all crazy. You know, like one yeah, of those. man. So <laughs> I just wanted to put that out there to the masses, man, to have at least some things cleared up. But it, you know, the realest part of the situation is, you know, me and Drake can't literally talk to every single inspiring artist out there right. and give them the same spiel over and over and over again about how the radio business mm-hmm. emphasis on business works. And, you know, that's just a, a small taste of how the industry works and everything like that. Like Drake was saying, it's not personal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not a personal attack on any independent slash local artist. You know what I'm saying? It's just, kind of is what it is and we we're a hit music station so we play hit records right so, you know what i'm saying so my suggestion to everybody out there man keep grinding stay on your grind you know you can get your music on itunes and all the streaming services they made it ready available for people to receive your music you yeah. know what i'm saying not just in the city that you're from but across the world across the country you know what i'm saying so with this little here phone and a subscription to title music you can you can have your music every heard from coast to coast. Right. Man. And one thing, too, I want to say is about this topic is people like Don with Raise the Bar, mm. they, they held the workshops. Like if 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 we has a well, – I'm saying we. Like I'm putting myself in this, too, because <laughs> I'm, I'm just as bad at it. But if we could flip it to where we start supporting each other, learning what each other can do or not do for you. Right. And, like, my, my dream for this city, man, it's always been my dream. I – I love talking to old heads and just I'm I'm a history guy. I like to just know things like that and and to know how Dayton was with the funk era, with the slave and the heat waves and Ohio player. I mean, the list goes on the and on. Players. It, it's just like I would love to see Dayton have that kind of like camaraderie to where everybody's pulling for you. You know that love. The, the next band that's coming is, is 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 getting supported. You know, being able to. Just, just, just work together. You know, like we had a little run with that at 07. Yes, sir. When I was in the clubs, but I just wish that could come back a little more stronger for the city, man. Absolutely, man. I don't, I don't want to dwell on it too much. Yeah. If you missed it, go ahead check out last week. 76, 76. Plug, catch plug, up, plug, catch plug, up. Plug, plug, plug. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, we, I can't, I can't jump on the radio and just plug my own ish. Right. So 
You know what I'm saying? How I'm going to plug somebody else ish. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? Right. But uh, anyway, man, on to this week's topics, man. How was your week? Did you do anything crazy or anything like that? Did anything man, happen in your world? I had a very busy week, man. Not only did I have to DJ Thursday, Friday, Saturday, um, I also had midterms for college. So I was squeezing in midterms Tuesday and Thursday and... uh. Straight from midterms, that I, I got, I got blessed with the opportunity from uh, the plug, hey. Faith Daniels and uh, Mr. Tom Joyner. I got the opportunity to come out and uh, the Tom Joyner be up here, yeah, the legend. Yes, sir. be a, be a part of that Thursday. That was great. Friday I had a wedding at the Mandalay. It was nice to come in. I ain't been in there in a while. Nice venue about a, off the highway there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Saturday, man, the main event for me was uh, my my seniors, the class of 97, trial with Madison. They had their 20th reunion last night and uh, recording on Sunday last <laughs> night. And it was just uh, it was great, man. It was great to see the people that you, you know, used to crush on when you was a freshman. Like, oh, that, that senior bad. I can't talk to her. She she ain't going to holler at the freshman, you know. <laughs> but 20 years later, to see everybody kind of come together and that era for me, 97, 2000, like those classes, in my opinion, are some of the last classes to have like a lot of camaraderie. Like not mm. saying other classes weren't, but just some classes are closer than others, you yeah. know, and it felt like a couple of these classes just coming up, 97, 98, 2000, 99 was a little, eh. but, <laughs> but uh, those, those classes like really, you know, they, they love each other, they support each other, they, you know, it, it's one thing because... I'm not gonna put them on blast, but um, another reunion reached out to me first before this reunion reached out to me. Same school or same school? Oh, okay, uh, it's another another you, era. Yeah, you can you can, you can guess which. I'm about to do the math. Yeah, on there's that. a couple guesses in there, but um, they reached out and I uh, had the date held. Way I roll, deposits lock it in. You know, I'm gonna hold your date for you, but until the deposit comes, you know, I'll I'll be cordial and say, hey, someone else is reaching out for me on this date and ready to drop a deposit. Y'all had it first. What's up? You know, I'll check in with you. But long story short, they they booked me or held the date, and it never like their class never came together with the with the funds to make that weekend mm-hmm. amazing, basically. So I don't know what they did, if anything. But when this class called, it was like they called, they inquired, and the deposit came. It, Eight o'clock that evening, you know, so so they was about their business. They was about their business. Well, you know, class of ninety seven, you know, they're about their business. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I just so happened to be part of class yeah. of ninety seven. Not Troutwood, but Cleveland Heights High, home of the Tigers, D one basketball state champs. By the way, our class reunion is coming up November twenty fifth. I'm in the building. My whole squad's in the building. We go act crazy. We go do what it do. They said it's an open bar. My fault. It's all Back good. To your story. It's all good. <laughs> like that's how it's supposed to be. Yes, sir. Like my twenty reunion, it's gonna be. It has to be amazing. Like it just those those moments are so. Everybody gets together for the wrong. Not say wrong, but like you know, uh, someone passing mm. or you know you, you family reunion. But like people that really come together, your your core friends, people that you that that know some of the worst things you've done in your life and some of the best things you've done in your life those are the like when you're having a good time with those people and it's not nothing for we're not mourning nothing and we're just celebrating life and enjoying it like last night was 100 people and 89 of them danced all night you know so it was one of those things to where it was like it didn't matter that the room wasn't wall-to-wall packed like the energy was so strong in there last night that i think class reunions are almost like weddings you're coming to party. Yeah. You're in your head. Hey, I'm having a good time. Yeah. Period. I, you know, so many people go to the club nowadays. Like I'm just go, uh, just going out to be going out. When you obviously pay for a class reunion, because let's keep it real, class reunion tickets ain't cheap. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? You paying for a ticket to go out. You know what I'm saying? You you obviously when you graduate from high school, people go their separate ways. Mm-hmm. So you keep the friends that you are super tight with. You keep them in your circle, but there's other people that you yeah. was real cool with. Like, all right, man, my dude Billy from uh biology class, man, me and him used to clown, dog. Yeah. <laughs> and you reconnect on Facebook and be like, man, you coming to the reunion? Like, oh yeah, I'm in the building. So you like, oh man, we got the clown, man. This me and this dude used to act so crazy. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that myself. And you know the thing about class reunions, man. Things people don't understand, you know, your student council Mm -hmm. and the people that are involved with making your homecomings and proms and organizing all those class events and stuff like that. You know, they carry that responsibility 
Yeah. For the 5, 10, yeah. 15, Those people 20. in the center of that class yeah. photo. Yeah, man. And, and you know, you don't think about it then. Like, yeah. I know I didn't. All At I all. thought about was like, man, I'm going to the, to the dance. I'm going to homecoming. I'm going to prom. And, you know, these people, and I salute them, man, for not just my high school, but every high school across the country, man, for for putting on great events to make people want to come back. And uh, our class is definitely doing something like that for when we go do our reunion. I think they're also my high school. Um, they just had a whole remodeling job. Like it's the first time the school's been rebuilt in like since like the 60s. Wow. So like it's is looks great. I've seen pictures and everything like that. So they're trying to set up a tour. So the, uh, our class can take a tour to new school mm-hmm. And then, obviously, we got the festivities that evening and everything like that. So, I'm looking real forward to it. Obviously, I'm still uh, in contact with my core group of friends, but I'm looking forward to see other people that I've known for just as long. You know what I'm saying? We talk on Facebook here and there, but just actually see people face-to-face, chop it up, man. And, you know, hopefully... You know what I'm saying? Uber is on deck. Right. <laughs> Uber is on deck. And there, there's always those few people that aren't social media heavy. True that. Like, like you, like like you and others might be. And like I was talking to my boy. Um, he was his, his younger brother was I think still a year or two older than me, but I haven't literally had a conversation with him in 20 years. Wow. So it was like he came over. We talking. I'm like, man, I ain't seen you in about. 20 years you know it's like, <laughs> like like it's really like catching up and it was he's the same funny dude you know he married you know kids and like but just to see people like the class clown in 97 one one more time for y'all i'm gonna turn this up hey, and, and get things started get you what you want yeah yeah all that <laughs> like I, I i just love seeing that like it just felt good last night man it felt great to be a part of it and, and to be a part of something that your alma mater mm. people that you grew up with you know, I'll be the first to say Andre Hudson, he was Michigan State Center the year they, they won. Like, mm-hmm. I idolized him as a freshman. He was, I was a freshman in high school. He was a 6'8 center that no one could stop. And yeah. our school was beating everybody by 30. And it was just like one of those things where it's like, I went to every game and he going to Michigan State. And then next year he on TV. You know, it was just like, that was my first person that I really like followed and mm-hmm. enjoyed following. And like, sit down with him and, have a drink, chop it up. Like, those things was just, it was dope, man. It was a really it's dope time. It's always dope, dope man. What I'm looking forward to most is the the night before the reunion because me and the homies, me and my core group of friends, we obviously going to get together whenever. My boy James, he lives down in Houston. And uh, so when I come home for the holidays and he comes home, me, him, my homeboy Austin and DeMond, we always link up. Maybe he's just grab some brews, chop it up, whatever. But... You know what I'm saying? We got to break out that yearbook yeah. because it's vital that we go over some face-to-name recognition because <laughs> there's going to be a lot of people in there that I don't remember, dog. Oh, yeah. and, and I'm scared just for somebody to walk up, like, Kev, what's up? And I don't remember their name. Right. Like, how horrible would that be, man? Like, the, it actually happened to me last night. Oh, God. There was a, a guy. We were never close. I just knew he was in the school. I'm like, Jeremy, what up? He like and I could tell he was just like, hey, like who the hell are you? Like he had no idea What's who I up, was. <laughs> right? What's up, homie? I'm like, oh, that, what up, dude? I'm like, I, I get it. Y'all were seniors. I probably knew y'all names. Y'all definitely didn't know mine. Like I, I get it. I get it. So, man, what, but, but really, I want to ask you, man, what's it feel like to be out of school twenty? Years? Like I, I don't feel like I've been out of high school six, man, six, seven years. You know, it just. It's, it's crazy because, obviously, I don't live in the city where I went to high school, but I do live in the city where I went to college. Yeah. So it's a it's, it's kind of twofold with with the black tie feels like a reunion because yeah. that's exactly what it is. But I see a lot of people that I went to Wright State with, so I still have a strong connection to Wright State. But not being in Cleveland so much, it, it kind of loses track. Yeah. Like, you lose track of time. You just, yeah. you know, you get so stuck on the everyday grind and trying to accomplish goals and everything like that. And when you do open those yearbooks or old photo albums or people are posting pictures from you doing stupid stuff in high school, trying to (laughs) stuff people in lockers, posing what you think is a cool picture at the time. Uh, Some of the fashion choices. No, some of my fashion choices was always dope. Let me stop, let me stop, let me stop. stop. No, but uh, just some of the things and just looking at yourself and just like, I look the same, but man, did I really look as young as I look in this picture compared to you look at kids today and like, man, that kid looks old. And I surely didn't look like that at 17. Like, I'll talk about baby face. Like, I barely have any fuzz on my face now, but I was just like, 
just <laughs> everywhere. Right. Like, it's just, it's crazy to think about being out of high school for 20 plus years. And I just can't imagine how it's going to be when we have our reunion. Yeah. It's going to be a, it's going to be a sight, man. It's a, I got to get my fit together. And I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm really lost for words yeah. because I know so many other people that are like super gassed up about it and like people that lived for high school and loved the whole high school experience. I can't say my high school experience was horrible by any means, but it wasn't what what you see on TV. It wasn't yeah. Saved by the Bell. It wasn't Fast Times at Richmond High. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, I liken my high school experience to the average high school student. Like, yeah. You know, I went to I went to games. I uh, hung out with my homeboys. Stay after school for hours. Shoot the shit. Shoot the shit. Waiting for practice to girls, start. <laughs> got dissed by girls. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Got played to the left. Got yeah. won my fair share of battles. Like <laughs> you know, it's kind of like one of those things. But you know, just just to grow into your own from just a 17, 18 year old kid graduating from high school, and just you know, I think our camaraderie amongst our class has grown. It's just like, you know what? You know, we're all grown now. Yeah. People like that I really didn't talk to that much in high school, we communicate via Facebook. So that's one of the great things about social mm-hmm. media. Like, you know, it breaks down those barriers like that you may have had in high school. Like, oh, he's hangs out with them or he hangs out with them. Like, oh, what's up, man? And it's that is what it is. Yeah. So, but, you know, you get those, oh, man, what's going on, man? I see your family and oh, yeah, blah, 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 how's your brother? Blah, blah. So I'm just... I'm just pumped up about it, man. Yeah. I can't wait. I know, like, last night it was funny because there was, you spoke on it, but there was a, a couple in the back of the room, and the people that came to talk to me, a few of them asked me, do you know who them are back there? And I'm like, I walk back there, play it off, looking at the cake and seeing what's for dinner. <laughs> and But I'm, I'm looking at them like, I have no one knew who these people were, and they were there all night. And, like, for a class reunion, for there to be a couple that you don't know, it's just like, Everybody kind of was keeping their eye on them all night. Already, like, did they crash the reunion? Like, no one knew who these people were. It was just funny to see that. And then talking to some of these, pe- these, these you know, twenty year reunion folk, like some of them had seniors that had homecoming that they had to get off to homecoming <laughs> and then run over to their reunion yeah. real quick. And it's like, just like that That's part crazy. of life. Yeah, like that part of life is like, man, you. You buy, you have a senior or you know high school kid that's going to homecoming, and, and you going to your reunion. reunion. Yeah. It's just like life is life rolls, man. It just it don't rolls. stop, man. Yeah. And, and I want to commend part of my class because you know <laughs> I don't want to get racial or anything, but you know in my okay, my mom, my aunt, my both my uncles. No, shoot, all three of my aunts. My mom, my aunts, my uncle, my brother. My younger cousins, we all went to the same high school. Yeah. But when my mom and aunt went to the high school, they were like the only black people there. Mm-hmm. So as my uncle went there, a little blacker. Then my other uncle and my brother and my sister went there, a lot black. Yeah. By the time I was in the building, it was 95. It's about. It's about it's about sixty forty. Okay, us. okay. Now by the time my cousin went there, nigger that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But I want to commend our class for constantly reaching out to everybody. Yeah. Being all inclusive, like and that's hey, tough too. Yeah, exactly. That's tough. You know, see, so you remember so and so? She did this when we were in school. Remember so and so? She was the valedictorian. Remember so and so? She was on this and just spotlighting other other people as mm-hmm. opposed to the quote unquote cool kids yeah. in, in the class yeah. and like yo, I remember her. She was cool as a fan. Mm-hmm. I remember, I, I, yeah, I had class with her. So trying to bring the, everybody together because you don't want it to be like you don't want anyone. You know what I'm saying? To feel like oh yeah, it's a class reunion for them, and then we have our class reunion for us. You don't want that. You right. want it to be, we all graduated together. We mm-hmm. all went through four years of high school together. And, you know, our high school funneled uh, three uh, three middle schools into one high school. Okay. So, you know, you know, you got your Monticello Middle School, where I went. You got <laughs> your Wiley, and you got your Roxborough. And, you know, they all go into one high school. So, you know, you they're spotlighting people that I went to elementary and middle school was like oh i forgot they even went to high school with it right it's like it's like i promise man when you go to high school people that you've seen on a, a daily basis basis from elementary and middle school like if they like really about their shit mm-hmm. really about their books they 
they it was almost they went off into a different world like yo these are like the advanced classes i was in advanced math and like i swear it was somebody i hadn't seen since freaking middle school yeah. like i took advanced math and i was in the back of the room struggling like yo and mofo walter okay what's going on like uh hey <laughs> so it's gonna be like that when i go to my class reunion man yeah. so i want to commend my our class for reaching out to those other students man who are obviously doing great things now man if they was doing great things in high school i can only imagine what they're doing now i know a couple people work for nasa mm -hmm. it's just like doing bullshit yeah so salute them yeah. man. and and if it's any younger people listening to this podcast my biggest <laughs> encouragement to you man don't diss the not cool kids right then yeah. Cause they, I'm sure they bank account is looking mighty <laughs> cool right now. If they about their books and they ain't about this chasing girls and hanging out at the school, drinking, smoking, and whatever the case may be, if they really in their books and they really about their grind and trying to become somebody, you might want to latch on to them and be friends. Exactly. <laughs> Cause that's, they going places. That's how I roll with life, man. My, my life, I, I always say I know the thugs and the weirdos. Cause yeah. I've been both in my lifetime. Hey. You know what I'm saying? So like, like I cordial with everybody you know it was never like they always clown robert because he does this you know mm -hmm. it was never like i tagged along it was like i go sit with robert for lunch we can chop it up for what's a half hour 45 minutes in your day you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying that's how i just roll live my life so like you say i've i've, I've had opportunities come to me and things happen in my life for the good purely off of the fact that i was cordial with you throughout our relationship mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's like i always just try to promote that you know as being good to one another you know not letting this stereotype or this yeah. whatever get in the way of you you know mingling like like you like you like inspector gadget as a kid me too we can top it up you know what i'm saying like i'm cool to talk about that at 15 still like yeah. i'm okay with that so like yeah, stuff man. like that was just you know it was fun man but i want to uh ask you too how was your week i didn't get to ask you you oh, asked me man I get to ask you hectic city <laughs> man just a hectic week um for those that may not know, man, I work at the radio station, and working at the radio station isn't just the station that I'm on, uh, Hot 1029. Um, I'm responsible for other stations in the building. You know, we have other five other properties in the building, and one of those is 92.1 WRU, the Tom Joyner Morning Show, yeah. the legendary, oh, oh, oh. yes, sir, the legendary <laughs> Tom Joyner. He was back in the market. He does uh, market visits once a year, and, uh, you know, we're one of those markets that have been on his radar for a long time. His show does excellent here as it does basically everywhere else across the country man mm -hmm. tom joiner is like if you're not familiar with tom joiner is he's was known or still is the fly jock he used to do a radio show in chicago and in dallas like literally getting on southwest flying this is this is before you could just patch in isdn lines so yeah. he would do a show in dallas fly to chicago for his afternoon show that's how he became known as the fly jock and his radio style, his personality, him as an individual, and obviously, you know, the work that he does with uh, HBCUs mm -hmm. is tremendous. So it's always an honor for him to come back to the city and uh, do do what he uh, does, uh, meet every listener tour. Obviously, he's not going to meet every listener, but, you know, working at the station, we put on a, events for him when he comes to town. And one of those is the, uh, the happy hour, which we had at the Doubletree, mm -hmm. had about 200 people in there. You know, Tom comes in with no entourage, yeah. no bodyguards. He just comes around, hug, selfies, holding hands with people, chopping it up, looking them right in the eye, yeah. conversating. Hey, I, I remember you from last year. Like, his memory is crazy. And the craziest part about the night was, for me, he was supposed to be there at 5.30. 5.30 comes and goes. Like, all right, man, I'm running just a little bit late. 6 o'clock comes. <laughs> I'm like, mm. So we're looking for him. I get a phone call. Ring, ring, ring. Unknown. Obviously, I'm in the middle of working, working a room, being cordial to our listeners. Of course, I send it to voicemail. A couple minutes later, it rings again. I'm like, unknown again? <laughs> Let me pick up this phone. 
Kevin, what's up? It's Tom Joyner. I'm like, oh, shit, it's the OG. It's like, what's up, Mr. Joyner? How you doing? It's like, I'm on my way. I'm about 30 minutes out. Tell Faith I'm on the way. I know she's panicking. I'm on the way. Don't worry. I'm like, I got you, OG. So I tell Faith, she's like, where the hell is he? I'm like, he on the way. I was like, uh, and another thing, how the hell did Tom Joyner get my phone number? Right. <laughs> like, uh, like, that's weird. Like, it's one of those voices you know as soon as you hear. It's like, why in the world and how in the world did Tom Joyner get my phone number? Mm -hmm. And he had better put it up uh, unknown because I would have saved it too. <laughs> right. I would have been like, yeah, you know I got Tom Joyner phone number now. But yeah, man, it was a tremendous event, man. He came through, showed so much love. And then the next day, obviously, he broadcast live from our station, you know, when he does these, he shots out the station so much. So shots out the listeners, shots out our program director, Faith. So it's not just a good look for the station. It's a good look for the city. Yeah. It's a good look for our program director. So, you know, Getting national love, national love <laughs> across the country. Yeah. You know, for people that don't know, man, it's it's is Howard Stern. Tom Joyner and Bob and Tom. Like, those are the top name. Well, I guess now Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. But, like, those are the upper echelon morning shows. You know what I'm saying? Not of any genre of music, mm -hmm. any style of, of music that you want to listen to. Like, those are the go-to go names. And, you know, we had another event down at Zix Family Pharmacy where he came through, spoke to people. Then had a HBCU send-off down at Delish later on that evening. Mm -hmm. And then he got on his Pete private jet and got out out of here man yeah, i got to chop it up with him it was it was really it was like being being a part asked to be a part of this event you know i was ecstatic just to be in the building i just you know like i said i'm a history guy i love you know someone's longevity and something like i just love to see you still doing it at whatever age you're doing it mm -hmm. and um i heard him talking about like you said that he has two things he does a year the time joining the family reunion and the cruise and and yes, they've sir. raised 60 plus million and sent you know, tens of thousands of you know, or maybe even hundreds. Who, who know a lot of people to college off of the off of a Tom Joyner you know scholarship and, and and the things that he does for the HBCUs. And as I'm I'm telling you the story because I, I was listening, I was kind of following along, helping out, you know, just being in there. We appreciate. Yeah, you. hey, when when I get a book for something like, I I just can't sit there and be like, I'll <laughs> see y'all when it's over. Like you know, I just that's just me. So I was helping out, you know, running around doing whatever was needed. And Faith grabbed me, and Tom said, "We're gonna do a shot." I'm like, "Oh, pass up the shot with Tom Joyner? Hell no! Like right. I'm there." So then Faith asked him, "What do you want?" And he was like, "Patron." I was like, "Tom, I let's go." So they didn't even have Patron out at the bar. They went and got the Patron for Tom. It's me, Faith Daniels, which is a legend in our city as well. Yes, and this regular old DJ Killer Kid. <laughs> So I'm sitting there and they're having a conversation and they're, you know, including me in it. And I'm just sitting there like, yo, I'm chopping it up with Faye Daniels and Tom Joyner and we're about to do this shot. That's dope. And I mean, it was dope to talk to him. I got to, you know, I just want to say I, I, I thanked him for what his, his longevity and, and, and what he does for, you know, I know how I feel when I got to go down the street to DJ. So I can only imagine <laughs> having to travel across the world yeah. on days you don't feel like doing that. So said thank you and chopped it up. And he, he said a funny to me. I'm not sure if... Uh, he he ever wanted this to be uh, public information, but he, I asked him, I said, do you like doing these meet and greets? And he was like, I love them. And I was thinking he was saying it because of like, he gets to meet his listeners. He, he was in, in true Tom Joyner fashion. He goes, I love them, man. The amount of hugs I get from women, I get to feel all that. It's, it's, I love it. <laughs> it's yeah, like, it's Tom. like, yeah, Tom, I, I knew it. I, yeah, I, I, man. And I mean, you think, you got to think, man, he comes from an era where, there was no social media. Yeah. You, know you had saying? to mingle to, to market to yourself. Mingle. You got to market yourself. And just coming up when he did, man, that radio was super powerful. Not that radio isn't powerful now, but the power that radio There wasn't had any competition. It, yeah, exactly. There, there wasn't there was nothing TV else. And, TV and radio. That's it. And you had to deal with streaming. So that that's what he comes from. And that's his cloth, man. And it's... Like I said, man, it's just so dope to see him come to town and the amount of love that he gets, man, mm -hmm. from our listeners. And shoot, you know, DJ Ellery was out there. Yeah. You, of course, were in the building helping with the sound, man. And yeah. it was just, it was just dope. I mean, it was a home run. It was a at a perfect venue for the station. You know what I'm saying? Normally, we go like on like 
West Side of Dayton or mm-hmm. downtown Dayton, but us being out in Miamisburg, you know, Faith and I were a little like, mm, you know how some people are. We mm-hmm. don't like to travel, but nah, they came out and showed love on a weekday. Week Thursday day. after work. Thursday. Happy, <laughs> happy hour flowing. And the yeah. managers were over there at the Double Tree were happy. They hit their budget on that bar. Yes, yeah. was popping them them bud lights yeah. <laughs> and Ciroc's <laughs> heavy out there, right. man. That was, a, that was a great a great event and a great thing for the city. And it was great for me to, to kind of mingle into, you know, some of the things that's, that's bubbling in my life coming up. So it was yeah. nice to kind of Kind of just catch that wave. Yeah, sit back and be on the other side of the speakers. You know, that, yeah, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. How yeah. how your speakers holding up? How hey, they great, up man. The, I'm, I'm telling you, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, I want some new speakers bad, but these JBLs I've had for knocking on ten years now. I mean, you know, the they were they were being slammed the Thursday. According to DJ Ellery, he could have went up some more. Yeah, and then, and then and then he tells me that. I was a little skeptical at first. It was like these these little speakers. I'm like these seventy five pound speakers ain't too little. No, no, no. When we tell them to break down, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm with I'm with your wife. You need to get some lighter speakers. Damn, heavy. Yeah. Right. But yeah, man, it was it was all around, man. It was great, man. Great just to be able to mingle, able to listen to some. I I love music and DJs and 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 listening to other DJs rock. Like it just inspires me and gives me that that push that I need to like not be as lazy because I'm very I'm not gonna, I'm the first to admit it I'm very lazy when it comes to like <laughs> the the setup process like if I get a, the itch to want to make a mix I'll be hyped I'm about to make this mix I get my laptop out working on the songs and it's like I gotta run in there and plug all that shit up plug the speakers up go get the stuff out of the car like I run ten trips and then just be like I get discouraged so it's like. I either need to get a couple setups where I can have a setup that's ready to rock when I'm mm-hmm. when I'm ready to rock or something. So just trying to grow with it, trying to improve myself. But speaking yeah. of that, man, you got a couple new gigs on your plate, man. Man, I've been so excited about this. Um, again, man, if, if you don't have a plug in your life, get you a plug. <laughs> a plug is a very important part of success. I agree. I got a sneaker plug. By yeah, the way. get you a plug if you don't have one, but. Shouts to the plug, man. Um, I, I know, I, I know. Without it being said, he was a you were, were <laughs> a part of this, and I appreciate it for sure. For sure. And um, I'm getting the opportunity, man, to like go into Jilly's, which is a legendary spot. It's been around since the early '70s. Um, anybody that you ever fell in love with, as far as Saturday morning cleaning with moms, they probably performed there. Mm-hmm. I even saw an article like Tony Bennett and and, and some big names have gone through there, but. Um, their old school groove that's happened for, I think, ten to fifteen years. Yeah, easy. Man, it's going on some numbers. Man. Yeah, it's been up there for a while. But um, every other Friday, man, I'm I'm, I'm going to be the new DJ at Jilly's doing old school groove night. We're going to have seventies, eighties, nineties going to be in my wheelhouse. And then, you know, you come in there with somebody that need to hear some sixties or some two thousands. I might be able to get you some of those too. But yeah, man, uh, I'm excited, man. Definitely recommended you to Faith for multiple reasons. One, because you a dope ass DJ. Appreciate and you, brother. I knew you could handle it. It's it's something that she's been wanting to do for a while. Um, not that there was anything wrong with the other DJs, but you know, it's in her words. You know, she wants the music at Always Old School Groove to match the music that's on the station. Yeah, and we've said this a million and one times. Like, shoot, we just said it on this pod. I've graduated from high school 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. You DJ for a class reunion that was 20 years yeah. ago. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that is the listener of 92.1 WRU. They're mm-hmm. not old, but they're grown. Yes, we are the younger end of the listener. Right. But, you know, she wants to transition it a, a little bit younger. Not like, oh, man, we turned it into, you know what I'm saying, 25 and up. But, mm-hmm. you know, let's get that 30 and up crowd. Yeah. The 30 and up crowd that people want to go out, but they think they don't have anywhere to go. They think like, oh man, that spot's too hood or that's for the old folks. So I got to wait till I get old before I start going out on a regular right. basis again. And, and that's and- that's what this feels like for me because it feels like, you know, I've posted a few things about it. I'm going to be doing a lot of promo this week for it, but hey. every post that I've put, put up about it, I've gotten hundreds of people that are either liking it, commenting, excited for me, congratulating me. And it's like, I feel that it's a strong void for what you say. Like you get off work, and you want to go have a drink or you want to just let some steam off. 
And it's like you have to contemplate now what kind of what kind of nightlife you 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 want to have. Do you want to go, you know, the green, the mm-hmm. the restaurant bar route? Yeah. Do you want to go with your peoples and head to the west side or the or some of the quote unquote hole in the walls <laughs> and, and and mom and pop spots and yes sir. I mean, all is well, all is good, but. To have that, to, to have something that's gonna be, I feel, something that I can grow. I can say, hey, I'm here every other Friday, and anybody that's ever supported me, they're gonna know that. You know, eventually, it's gonna know he's he's there twice a month. He's yeah, there twice yeah. a month, and I'm just excited to be able to to bring an event to where I can play the OJ's, mm-hmm. I can play Tyrese, I can play BBD. I can Don't play you know, line dance central, yeah, bro. I, I have can them play all on deck. I can play got my whiskey. <laughs> I can all that. Like that's to me though, like that's I enjoy listening to music that that type of music more than I do the new music. Like yeah. if I if I had to choose a lane, I'm gonna choose the older music just because the newer music for me is nothing wrong with it, but it's just it's not like to me, that kind of music made me wanna be in the club and make me wanna be popping bottles and 12 shots in yeah. and like I'm just not living like that no yeah. more and it's like not saying that I can't be growing listening to new music but to have an event to have something to where I know it's gonna be okay to play 70s 80s 90s music like that's my that's been that's been my dream gig so I'm, I'm super ecstatic man I'm getting a lot of people that's been hitting me up about it people like you you know something's good when you get the like Amy Tag Sue and Sue tags Beth, and they're all have we perfect timing up. for the birthday next week. I'm gonna be on time, you know. Like you, you seeing, <laughs> you, you seeing all that, and it's like, yo, this is really. I have a chance at something that can really. And grow. another thing about OSG that Faith's been trying to do, you know, normally it just runs from eight to midnight. Mm-hmm. She's been wanting to stretch it to one, two o'clock in the morning for a minute because, you know, what I'm saying, but. The people that go now are a little bit older, so they get in. They really there at nine, and they pulling out at eleven. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So anybody listening to this pod that's planning to go to Old School Groove starring DJ Killer Kev, just know the party does end about midnight. So yeah. you might want to, not <laughs> might want to be on your uh, showing up at eleven if you're trying to don't, have a good time. Don't pull the date in eleven forty five. Pull yeah. up. Yeah. You, you, I highly suggest getting there at ten o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. highly suggest. Matter of <laughs> fact, I suggest getting there at nine because that's what time <laughs> I'm gonna be there. Yeah. <laughs> but as a DJ, how does that feel to know that you have a gig, a dope gig? Because it's, it's definitely yeah. gonna be dope. It's always at least two hundred people there. Yeah. Um, but know you have a dope gig twice a month. Man, it's, it's exciting. Like I. I strive like the inner me, the the asshole inner me is what I like to call it. Like when I show up at an event and it's old school, I'm mm-hmm. supposed to be playing that seventies, eighties music, and I'm 35 years old, and everybody walking in, I can tell they like, I hope he can handle this. You know, I hope I hope he know what he's doing. Young sucker. Yeah, and then it, it never fails. Halfway through, that person that was eyeing me and trying to figure it out now coming over to me. You know, saying, "Boy, you you doing your thing, you doing your thing." Like, pri- right, young blood. <laughs> prime, pri- prime example. Friday, this wedding I did was an older older wedding, and a lot of the guests were older. Mm-hmm. And a lady walks up to me, Can I ask you a personal question. I'm like, sure. How old are you? Like, I'm 35. She's like, Why do you know all this music that I grew up to? I'm oh, like, DJ. I'm like, I I I love music. I'm like, my mom was the Saturday morning. Turn the radio on. We're going to listen to some music and we're going to get to work. You know, so I grew up with this stuff. And t- t- her, she asked me for five business cards. I, I plugged the OSG. You know, I'm doing yeah. I'm, I'm doing the jillies now. Like anybody that I talk to now, I'm plugging, I'm plugging. And she like, oh, and she went and told her table. There and then they is. went and told they t- like, so the word was moving around that, you know, he going to be at jillies. And then, like anybody that's older in the Daytonian, you know, Jillies has they been. They know what yeah, Gillies is, yeah, they, as I call it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. They know what it is in there, so it's gonna be a great opportunity, man. It's gonna be something that is perfect, you know, headed to the to me the fall winter months. Yes, sir. I enjoy I enjoy the sweaters. I enjoy the the 50, the fifty degree 
midnight weather and 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 I and I to me that seems to be a a great time when people are 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 mingling. Yeah, know. man, fall brings them out, man. Yeah, it really do. People think the summer and spring kind of cabin fever, but fall for me, man, it, fall seems to be there's just enough, you know, Halloween and there's just enough Thanksgivings and Christmas once a month something to celebrate that people get out and 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 look forward to just the mingling it seems. So Absolutely. It's going to be big, man. I hope y'all can come out and check me out. I'm going to be there every other Friday starting the 20th, I believe, this Friday. This Friday, bro. This Friday and then every other Friday from there on until until we on to something. Right. Hey, man. Do your thing. Do your thing. I'm there. And I appreciate you, brother. For sure, man. I'm going to be in the building. I'm going to slide through. You know, I got to represent for my spot, though. Right. Exactly. I'm going to be down there, but I got to fall through your spot. Check you out. See how it's looking. Yeah. See if it's any uh anything new in the yeah. building. <laughs> I, it, being around Thursday, um, to see C- Cougar life is real in Dayton, Ohio. It is. And to, to, I think that's going to be like one of the most hilarious parts of this is like seeing that 55-year-old that's out there trying to twerk something, thinking she still got it, want, hollering at the fella. Like, I, that to me just it, – it, it cracks me up in a sense like I love to see you still living life. You know hey. that's how it cracks me up. So I'm looking forward to all this, man. I'm looking forward to just a great, a great, great new DJ Killer Kev thing, man. It's, it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be huge, and I'm looking forward to it. Super dope, man. So you like donuts? Um, I do. <laughs> I've had my fair share. You know, I'm the skinniest person in the world. <laughs> I've had my fair share. Matter of fact, I'm glad you reminded me. My kids asked for the Bill Donut Run after this, so. Oh. I I gotta go run around and get them some donuts. Don't get pulled over. Right. I hope they don't, they don't think it's crisp <laughs> amphetamines. Right. Some meth, crystal meth, man. So according to uh, where did I find this story, man? It don't matter where I found this story. <laughs> the report. Oh, uh, New York Daily News. Daniel Rushing was arrested in December 2015 in Orlando after police mistook his Krispy Kreme crumbs in his car for crystal meth. <laughs> and he got over $37,000 in a lawsuit, man. Mm. Question to you is, what would you do with an extra $37,000? If I got them from Krispy Kreme, I might, you know, <laughs> I might roll through weekly and shout them out. But 37000 man, like that's like my life is, I'm, not, I'm the first to admit it. You know, I've I've did some terrible things in the military as far as managing my, my financial life and all that. And. Like thirty seven thousand, like that's that's all I need to, to to bounce back. You know what I'm saying? Like it knocks out my school loan. I don't have that many in school hey. loan because I was GI Bill through the military. But thirty seven thousand gets me back to where I'm back to zero, and I can you know manage from there. So I would just I would just put all that on life, get life back on track. What's the crazy experience you ever had being pulled over by the police? <laughs> um. I've had a couple, man. Unfortunately, um, <laughs> uh, uh, the craziest I'm gonna say actually happened to me in high school. There was a I don't remember the name of the club, but it was on the corner of Wolf Creek and Gettysburg. It was it was, was a that Spunkies. It, it might have been. I, I don't remember that. It might have been, but they were having like you know a high school party or something there, and we go. It's, it's 500 kids in there and it's pitch dark you know this is like one of those things like nah man we ain't we gonna we gonna do a lap and get up out of here yeah so we leaving from the party and we had to park the parking like this is like just a street that's not meant to have this this many people here so mm-hmm. the parking was just everywhere so we ended up parking at like a flower shop on the corner and we sit in the car you know everybody's trying to figure out who they about to go holler at or wait till the crowd come out blah blah blah, blah. we go to back out and turn up the street to drive in front of the club and six cop cars surround us. Pull, come out with shotguns, pistols, the whole shebang. Pointing it at all into our vehicle. Damn. Hands up. We like, damn, what's going on? So, we, you know, hands up. I got my hands out the window. Like I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> hands out the window. I don't want no trouble. Apparently someone inside had mentioned that someone went playing on shooting up the club and they, and they were parked on the corner. And when they saw us moving, they assumed it was us. And they, I mean, they pulled us out of the vehicle. We laying flat down in the middle of the street. They they running through like, it's two of us. And I was like, 
you could see we in here just chilling. Like, there ain't nothing going on. We wasn't smoking, wasn't drinking. It was just literally just chilling. And, I mean, that that was like one of those scare straight things. It was like, whoa, right. you don't, you don't want to mess with, you know. The law. Yes, because on the flip side of that, the way I look at it, you know, my adrenaline rushes when I got to go DJ, uh, open up for Kid Capri. Or mm-hmm. I got to do something, you know, big in my adrenaline rushes. Only imagine when life, when life, you're protecting your life and trying to get home to your family, how you, how your adrenaline, you know, feels, and to be caught up in that and having to make decisions that could affect your life and others. Like police have a hard job; they have a hard Definitely. thing to deal with. So I don't, I don't want to be on the wrong side of, you know, dude ain't got no sex day. in two weeks and <laughs> working twelve hours and just having, yeah, you yeah, like I don't want to be a part of none of that you got going on. So I, I'm. I'm cordial. I'm gonna be respect, respectable, and that's gonna be that. So, man, craziest thing ever happened to me being pulled over. I was in high school, also. Uh, I actually, where my mom worked was a uh, Huron Road Hospital, which is in East Cleveland. Which anybody from Cleveland knows how it goes down in East Cleveland. <laughs> um, East so, ninety nine. Yeah, exactly. So we riding <laughs> and we passed the hospital, whatever. Like we about four or five deep or whatever. And it's, we driving, and, uh, like, it's this car, like, behind us, like, all up on my ass. So, you know what I'm saying? I speed up, like, yo, trying to race? What's up? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Or, like, get up off me. Right. So I start speeding, and this road is terrible. You know what I'm saying? Just like any other road in East <laughs> So we, I'm dodging potholes, and, and he keeps speeding up, too. So I run a red light, like, yo, I think, like, Yo, maybe they trying to jack us. We right. are in East Cleveland. Right. So, and then I run run a red light. They hit the cherries on them. I was like, oh, shit, that was the cops? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm supposed to know. Right. So, I get pulled over. Dude come out. Motherfucking got the lights and the get out hand on mm-hmm. the gun or whatever. It's like, license and over the bullhorn or whatever. So, you walking up or whatever, run the tags or whatever. He like, come up, roll down the windows. Like, why are you speeding? I was like, because you was all up on me. I didn't know who it was. I thought y'all was like somebody trying to jack us or whatever. He take my license or whatever. He's like, you guys been smoking, been drinking? I was like, nah, man, whatever, whatever. Get back, run the plates or whatever, run my license, come back. It's like, your money, mother's Penny Backus? I was like, yeah. It's like, yeah, I just was talking to her. I was like, huh? Like, this car is registered in her name. Uh, like, yeah. It's like, yeah, she works at the hospital, right? Like, yeah, tell her officer so-and-so let you go uh, with a warning for running a red light or whatever. And, like, before I could even get home, pager days, by <laughs> yeah. the way, getting that 911. <laughs> before I even go. So what the fuck you out here running red lights and speeding from the police for? I was like, I didn't know it was the police. <laughs> right. I, I thought, thought it was some my dumb life was in trying danger. to jack me. <laughs> For the million of one times, like, what the hell are you doing in East Cleveland anyway? I was like, straight what? mom exactly. line, right? That's a mom like, line, right? Goodness there. great. Not, <laughs> skip the fact the dude was ready to shoot our asses, or he was all up on us for no reason. Yeah. Skip all that. But the number two scariest moment dealing with the police, <laughs> it was in college at Wright State. We were making a movie, uh, Make Them Bleed. Mm-hmm. Make them bleed. No, no, we were filming the takeover, which can be found on YouTube, by the way. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's classic, classic. <laughs> trust me. So we were I'm making a movie, link. and basically, <laughs> you know, it was about some dope boys. So <laughs> shout out to Nick P, man. <laughs> we have this scene where Nick P is uh driving a getaway car, like you've been in the woods of uh, Wright State. Well, before it was how it is now, like you just drive around and around and around in a big circle. So we got a scene where he's performing a drive-by. <laughs> and we had to shoot the scene a couple times. And so we shooting the scene or whatever. So we like setting it up. And as we're doing it for like the fifth time, the police pull up on us like from every angle like SWAT style <laughs> guns drawn and like what get on the ground and then they find out like oh no we're making a movie because we had guns we had cap yeah. guns or whatever so they thought it was real guns and the classic line from Nick P hey can we use this scene in our movie because <laughs> y'all some <laughs> <laughs> that's straight Nick P <laughs> 
guns in our faces, ready to blow our brains out. Never mind you, like, hey, this is my senior year of college. Like, they probably could have expelled us for that stupid shit. Right. And, like, like thought there was real drugs. Like, no, nah, it's, it's sugar. It the whole taste test. Like, you motherfuckers, this is sugar. Like, we had a bag of sugar running around campus. Like, niggas is so stupid. So let that be a story or yeah. a lesson to you that... You know, you're not just stupid at the age of 15. You're also stupid at the age of 21. I, I saw that on, on on the news here recently that somebody was shooting a movie in like a drugstore and they ran in with the gun and someone, a cop happened to be like out there parked, got out and actually shot at the dude, barely missed him. Like, and he like, we're shooting a movie. Like, you know, divine intervention, <laughs> yeah. boy. Crazy. Yeah, crazy, man. crazy, crazy. So uh, police, man, y'all have a tough job. I mean, how were you to know that that, that wasn't crystal meth disguised as a Krispy Kreme donut? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Oh, man. What else? We got the... Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Got to talk about Big Brother Eminem. Marshall. Hey, man. That hip-hop freestyle. What's your thoughts on it, man? I know people... For those who don't know, M did a pretty uh, dope spoken word slash freestyle um, on a hip-hop ciphers for the BT hip hop awards and uh it it made some heat wave i'm sure y'all have heard about it but we're going to chop it up a little bit about that man yeah what? man i wish we could link the audio on the pod but yeah. we can't yeah. anyway man m dope ass bars dope yeah. ass spoken word whatever you want to call it it was dope yeah and that i think that goes without being said but i wanted to attack it from a different angle yeah just because you know people get they panties in a bunch about any and everything. I can't believe some people had the audacity to say phrases like it wasn't that dope. Or do you think if M was black, he would get as much props as he does? Look, man, like it or not, M is one of the dopest rappers ever, yeah. period, point blank. And to act like M hasn't been speaking for the voice of hip hop, the hip hop generation or the people that come from less than for the longest time, you're far mistaken. Yeah. I, I encourage everybody to go listen to Mosh. Mosh is off the last, I want to say the last Curtain LP, which came like out in like 2000. Mm -hmm. And he literally says, fuck Bush, bring our troops home. So he's been talking about our government being shitty for years. Mm -hmm. And M is about this culture. He's about this life. I don't I don't think M wants to be black. I think M is just M. Right. And M is dope, period. And people having a backlash on M is just crazy to yeah. me, man. Like if you we can't win. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If the if arguably the dopest rapper alive isn't on our side, then where do we stand as a hip hop culture, as a community, man? Yeah. Like it's 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 sad that people actually came at M for that shit. It is. And and to me, uh, the way I looked at it was like, we're not talking about Iggy. Right. Know, this is not something that was good point that that looks that pr presents itself as we put this together as a a package to be in a certain a lane for tool. a certain time. Like M, any I mean, most people have watched a mile. <laughs> most people, I mean, for him to even make a movie like that, you know, had to be telling somewhat of a story of of his upbringing. Anybody that knows Detroit, you know, the numbers in Detroit ain't favorable. I mean, Detroit is heavily populated with African Americans. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying and the part of Detroit that he came from, I mean, the the, the backstory is there, the struggle is there, the the same things that we deal with as a you know community. Mm -hmm. He's been in that community, so yeah, it's like man. for for that be for that to be the lane of attack, like you said, is M came up in a trailer park, bro. Yeah, trailer. How many of how many of you have lived in a trailer park? Not you know me. Saying? Yeah, <laughs> like it's not. It, there's very few people that's even experienced that, you know, in life. And then to 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 to, to see the friends he rolled with. I mean, you saw the. The whole crew he with, he was pretty much the only white person he rolled. You know, he rolled with us. So right. every person has a person you went to high school with, or you know, it was so and so, who the white one? Yeah, you know, like every we all have a friend yeah. like that. You know, so to me, it was just like it was an attack on like the name Eminem, the face of being a white person, and the topics and and structure he used. Not necessarily. Let's take this as someone that's not. We don't have to side eye yeah. because we're wondering are they for or against us? Yeah, and that's what it boils down to. I mean, this people are just are just for and against now. And yeah, it's a, 
It's and uh, I got a coworker. He told me that uh, his cousin told him she's never listening to Eminem again because he's talking about politics. And I'm like, well, he said fuck you to that on that video. Exactly. <laughs> he said fuck you if you don't want to be my yeah. fan no more. But the thing about it is. M has always talked about these things. Yeah, He's the, always yeah. talked about this. And and it's not, it's not like a, I don't think M deals with it in a color thing. Deals with it in a right and wrong. Right and wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah. Us and them and the the less fortunate and the the masses, you know what I'm saying? The masses have it worse off than the higher class. He's mm-hmm. speaking for for those that don't have a voice and the fact that you know what I'm saying, people of fans of Eminem would turn their back on him because he's saying the government needs reform and our president isn't doing his job as opposed to talking about athletes taking a knee. You know, I salute M. M's always been dope. I can't wait for the new album because yeah. you know it's going to be flame. <laughs> like, you know, there's a couple couple things like that I always irk me about M. It's always the Slim Shady thing, you know, and a, and a song that I thought that could have been so dope was just so average to me. The song that he did with with uh, Kendrick, I was like, oh, I saw they had a song together. Like, oh, I thought it was going to be a home run. Mm-hmm. It was just okay. But when you get a motivated Eminem, yeah. kind of like when you get a motivated Nas. I sit back with this pack of zigzags and this bag and this weed. It gets me. The, that is my like, need. that's my starter song most days. Man, listen, <laughs> you, we about to get something so epic, yeah. something so crazy from M. I can't wait, man. Like yeah. when you get a motivated rapper, better watch out. And the thing is too, like our, I don't want to use that like, a, like saying like the black people, but like just the hip hop community Eminem is in your top I'll be generous and say top 10 just because of what he's done for the culture and mm-hmm. and how he raps. So like you'll support him in that regard and then when he uses his occupation yes, to make to make a stand for something it's like he's getting a lot of praise, don't get me wrong, but there's always going to be someone that you know hating. It's all and it happens in every every occupation, every 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 aspect of life. I mean as a DJ Last night, this dude kept wanting me to play. <laughs> pock, 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 pock. Mo pock and mo, mo pock. pock. And it's like, I play. It's cool. Like I'm not mad at you. Like I get it. You like pock, but like, <laughs> like there's a there's a process to a party, and it's like I can't just. If that's the case, I could just put on the CD and come and come party with y'all. Like I don't, right. I don't have to DJ no more. I can just we can just let the CD ride. So it, <laughs> it just turned into like. There's people that's not gonna be happy with what you're doing or want it done a certain way. Right. But at the same time, yeah. there's a way to voice that without it being disrespectful. I'm, I'm not saying the dude last night was disrespectful, but the, the M situation, like there's there's no need for he don't represent me. He ain't speaking for me. She you know, like you have me. the right to your opinion, <laughs> but at the same time, you see what he doing this for, and you see what we up against. So every little bit, every time, every time this gets brought up. It's another chance at hopefully trying to come up with a plan to make this a little better. You know what I'm saying? I look at almost like a crabs in a barrel situation. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, like it or not and believe it or not, man, it wasn't just all black people in the civil rights movement. Yeah. You need everybody of every culture to come together and be on a court. Mm-hmm. You know, it can't just be literally all us versus them. Look at Bernie. He- exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So, mm-hmm. M, we salute you. Yeah. Waiting for the album. Yeah. Because I'm ready and I know it's going to be flames. Bars only. Yeah, exactly. Bars only. And if you want to uh, come through, drop some bars off, we are available. <laughs> you can make this a podcast at Gmail, M. Hit us up. You know it. You know it, man. <laughs> but on Wednesday. Hey, 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 hey. It's bad. Hey, I'm, I'm excited for this, bro. Wednesday. I haven't been excited for NBA basketball since probably 98, <laughs> 97. Man, like it's this excited. Back in a major way, man. The only thing that I'm not excited about, though, is what if they don't put a a, a cap or a regulation on this, it's going to just like LeBron ruined the league in, 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 in that aspect <laughs> just because of like how it's so. You almost get to like run your own ship versus like showing up and find out you getting traded or it's not so much of a like, nah, I don't want to play for them. 
put me. I'm, I'm staying here. If it ain't gonna be with these five teams, I ain't going. You know, like just to have that power, like it's crazy. And to see the 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 twos and threes and four people that's coming together, and now it's like there's gonna be six teams, and and and, and you just waiting for April. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like you you're a fan of basketball. You ready to you ready to ride the wave, but end of the day, you know, April is gonna get really turned up. It's yeah. gonna really be good. So. I'm excited, man. I, I think I think with all the shakeups and all this moving around, I mean, a lot of teams have a opportunity. Predictions. Who's your MVP? Man, MVP. I think LeBron, man. I, th- I think LeBron. He's been getting shafted the last couple of years on. <laughs> LeBron on, getting his shaft. I mean, on. like, no, like he gets the respect, but then when it comes down to it, his greatness overshadows like what he do for like. The requirements of the award, yeah. you know, what I'm saying like the MVP is your most valuable player, and there's not many players as valuable to the team that can check five, four, three, two, or one as LeBron. So it's like you almost like LeBron's LeBron, and then so and so is so and so. But like if you look at what if LeBron don't play, are they that are they anywhere in the conversation? Like. Maybe now because of the, the, how teams are structured, they still mm-hmm. can get you know get some wins. But the the importance of aside from the Russell Westbrook year, you know the importance of LeBron. I think carries he don't have to he don't have to be triple double every night. He don't have to facilitate this that a third. But like together, how he plays the game, he's the most valuable person to me in the league. So I think he'll have a bigger year. I think he's been. I mean, I follow him on you know social media a lot and. The workout scene, he seems to be leaning up a lot. He's he's a lot more he almost like lean, like young LeBron, trying to keep up with age. Thirty what? Lots of 30, fish and, 31, 32 fish and broccoli in his diet. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, LeBron, I got. I think he's gonna he's gonna have a big year. Um, I think there's there's something to be said about having your boy with you all year. Yeah. Like if if I could travel with Kev Nash across the country on a radio show, I'd be ecstatic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so to be able to to be able to be with your friend and and know like when I'm having a bad week, you know my boy here, we we gonna travel, we gonna you know being on the road together. So them and uh, OKC are my are my oh yeah. I think OKC. I think I think they have a shot. Oh, with, I really do. I, I think Golden State. Uh, Golden State is gonna be Golden State. We all know that. But I think Golden State has now. More games that are going to be tougher throughout for the sure. year. For sure. More unfortunate. I ain't you know I ain't wishing bad nobody, but more playing hard ball. More chances of injuries. Like I just feel like, and LeBron's included in this. People like people get hurt in sports. You 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 see it in football every week. You know somebody that's just making a a, a sprint or a cut, mm-hmm. done tore something and fell off something. You know whatever. And it's like. Age finally, by the time, waits for no one. He's gonna, he gonna get Undefeated. you. He's gonna get you. So I think I think injuries, if you stay healthy, of course Golden State gotta be up there. But Clay been partying too hard in China this year. He's been lit. Durant got a couple aliases, man. Like, <laughs> I just I'm just I'm just not on it this year. I, I still rock with Steph. I would say it mm-hmm. like this. I think I think James Harden wins MVP this year. Even with even with uh CP? Yes. I think he's on some Westbrook. I think he can average close to a triple double. Oh, shoot, he almost averaged a triple double mm-hmm. last year. But I think his shooting percentage is going to skyrocket because I think the way they're going to run that double pick and roll is going to be crazy. I yeah. mean, you can run it on the right side of the floor, left side of the floor. They're going to be the new Spurs. Yeah, man. I think they're going to be crazy on offense, man. And uh, I don't think LeBron's going to win it because I think them as an organization, they have a lot of pieces, and he's gonna get a lot of rest this year. People thought he took a break last year. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna be taking a super break this year because let's keep it real, man. Ain't nobody in the East beating him, bro. I mean, nobody was in the East was gonna beat him before, yeah. but now ain't nobody beating him, man. Yeah. Now today, long as D Way and uh, D Rose don't get hurt, I think LeBron. I'm not gonna say coast because that's not in his nature, but. He's gonna pace himself to the playoffs, not even to the playoffs. He's pacing himself until the finals because yeah. that's what he's measured on on finals. So I don't think he's gonna rack up the stats that people are imagining that he's gonna rack up. Because um, I don't think he's gonna play as much. I think he's gonna average 
a career low in minutes, shot attempts. Mm. I think I think he's just all gearing up toward the finals. But unfortunately, I think that I think you're right. I think OKC is gonna get Golden State. Yeah. For the simple fact that they've been to the finals three straight years. And I think they're gonna run out of gas. Like you said, they're gonna play so many teams that all right, eventually they're gonna run out of gas because mm-hmm. they've been playing all the way up until June every year. Yeah. But the Cavs haven't been having to play as hard as they have. They've been having to play hard. They had to play hard to make it to the finals for the back-to-back year. Right. So I think all those minutes are going to catch up with them, and I think OKC can get them. I'm just, I think they got enough weapons. Because, I mean, when Melo's your third-best player, yeah. like, obviously it's going to be KD's going to have to guard Paul George. I just – I'm excited to see LeBron grab that board and everybody start running – and your options is IT, Rose, Wade, Love. I mean, it's like on paper it sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. It sounds uh, <laughs> it sounds amazing, but then you know how like how expectation and yes, and, and pressure over eighty two games and beyond can really you know change some of that. But I think on paper, man, them and OKC are my favorites to to meet. I think I think OKC now because. Russ is still going like people. You ain't. He's not too far removed from Russ being something we had never seen since Oscar. True that. And to add another slasher like Paul George, and you got the new Mike Miller and Carmelo waiting in the corner to catch that that dime drop off if needed. I just feel like if those pieces, if those those three are enough with OKC, those three are enough to really. To really get it done, and I'm I'm rooting for him because I'm oh the Golden State thing is just it got too Hollywood for me. Man. <laughs> the backlash. I'm, is I'm real, a back man. rooting for the underdogs. Man. There it is, man. Another episode in the books. You can't make this up. Podcast, Kev Nash, DJ Killer Kev. See me at Jilly's this Friday. It's going down. Yeah, yeah.